Not many people can take a blank canvas and create a beautiful website. Believe me, it took me years of observation and practice to start seeing how a design could come together. Now, while I know that not everyone can afford to hire a professional website agency for their first site or even an update, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a beautiful website either. Now, if you've been trying to DIY your website just a little bit longer and aren't satisfied with how everything has come together, but you can't quite put your finger on what's wrong, I've got some tips for you. These five web design secrets are ones that very few professionals would share with you, and they're even issues I see in some professionally designed websites. Now, are you ready to take your website from blah to beautiful? Keep listening. You're listening to the Captain Coder Podcast. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that can help you scale your service-based business online. I'm your host, Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. One of the first things that can take your website from amateur to professional is the quality of your images. Now I'm working with a client right now on a massive but phased redesign. And after our first phase, the client remarked how it looked nicer. And yet, because a lot of the images were the same, it didn't feel all that different. Now high quality images can have a huge impact on how professional and put together your website feels. Now you can make this happen and invest with a photo shoot with a local photographer. Listen, AI photos are great, but a local photographer, real photography cannot be beat. Now this will help you get images that are consistent in their style and are higher quality. Make sure you talk to the photographer about the style you're looking for, whether you want something bright or light, dark, moody, colorful, monochromatic, whatever, so that you can get the images that will fit your brand best. Now, consistent image styles will help your design flow throughout every page. If you're browsing and you notice a website that has wildly different color schemes and styles, it becomes a bit jarring, honestly. The same is true for the images you use. You may not even consciously realize it, but when you use a huge variety of stock photos that all look different from each other, you can actually erode that trust just a little bit. Something's going to feel off and they're not going to know what that is. Now, if you want to take those images up a notch and make them work for you, I'm going to tell you a big secret that not even some of the best designers I've worked with know. You want to point the eyeline and the body angle of the image into the copy instead of away from it. When the eyeline is looking towards the copy, when the body angle is aimed towards the copy, it actually helps drive your customer's eye to what you want them to read. This can help keep them reading down the page, which keeps them digging further into your website. If an image is pointed away from the copy, it can actually take that same person's eye off screen and then they become disorienting and they could they disconnect altogether from your content. Now this is a fun game. <laughs> I want you to pull up a browser because you're going to notice this a lot more now. You're going to also notice how common it is for people to do this and distract you from that great copy they wrote. Now number two, we want to stick to just three to five colors. 
keep the colors to a minimal, especially if you're not an expert in selecting colors for the screen. It is honestly best to stick to just those three to five for your website and just make sure you're consistent in how you're using those colors throughout. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever sat down and put together a quick brand guide for yourself, just a visual brand guide? Even if it's just using Canva's built-in brand feature where you can go in and you can have select your colors, I highly recommend you take a few minutes and decide exactly what colors you're going to use and then stick with them. If you have never done this, most brands have one or two main colors. So on my website, it's a blue, it's a green, and then I have a black and a white and maybe a neutral too. So I've got some grays. I also have a yellow in there. Um, Now you can add one or two accent colors like I have to round out your options. Now I typically tell my clients to stick with a main, an accent, and two or three neutral colors. This helps you to have the colors from your brand without it feeling overwhelming. Now if color is not your thing, (laughs) believe me, it's not a built-in skill that I have, you can use a free tool like Colours, which is linked in today's show notes, to help you create a palette that actually works together and blends nicely. So if you have a couple of main colors, but you want to know how to add those accent or even what shade of white to use, it can help you pick something. Now, if you have the colors you want to use, you'll need the hex codes of these colors. Most website builders want the hex codes. It's an alphanumeric code. Um, Now you have to be consistent with how you use those colors. So just for an example, are the buttons on your homepage blue? Keep them blue throughout the entire website. And then make links, just, you know, text links, just links in the text, make them that same blue. It teaches your browsers that blue means they can click on it and it's a link of some kind. Now you also want to test any font and background color combination you're going to use and ensure that it passes web accessibility standards. We talked about this in depth in episode 59, so you can head back to that episode to catch up, but you can make this easy by using WebAIM's color contrast tool. When your colors pass these accessibility tests, you're increasing the legibility of your text and you also make your website accessible for those with color blindness or other visual impairments, which honestly, kind of important. Secret number three, well, not a secret, but just a, just a practical tip here. You wanna be consistent with your headlines and your fonts. Honestly, (laughs) Mac is upset that I'm recording. Honestly, your entire website should be consistent throughout because that will help teach your prospects how your website works and flows. But I see a lot of inconsistencies with headline sizes and font choices, so I'm highlighting it here. Now, what I mean is you want to ensure that your main headline of a page, so this is what we call a heading one or an H1. If you use Squarespace, if you use Elementor, it's gonna let you select that heading size. That should be the largest font size that you use anywhere on your website. Your heading one is the largest. And then you wanna use the same font size for all of the H1s, the same font size, the same font. Every single H1 should be basically the same throughout your website. 
Then you want to take section headings. Those should be H2s, heading 2s. And those introduce new thoughts as you move down the page. Those should be smaller than the H1, and they should be the same size and style throughout your website. And so on. Body copy, everything. All of that should be consistent. Consistency with your headlines and font sizes helps to teach browsers what's important on your website. But it also helps Google to understand how your content breaks down and what you're trying to rank for. Now, this this is an issue I see with a lot of DIY websites, especially ones that I'm auditing um, in builders like Squarespace or even Elementor, because they don't really encourage proper font use. They make it really hard to be consistent, frankly. Without an H1, Google doesn't really understand what your page is about, and really, neither does your customer. So make sure that you have the H1 and make sure that it's the largest font size if you got nothing else out of this part. Now, the other thing I want you to do, please, please, please don't use a bunch of different fonts. When you use a whole bunch of different fonts, it can feel overwhelming and messy and it's very distracting to the eye. It also becomes super easy to mess up consistency somewhere in your website because you can't remember which of the five different fonts you're using you use for that thing on the other page. If you want to use two fonts, if you don't like the single font look, totally respect it. Use one font for headlines and a complementary font for the body text, and that's it. Just two, and keep that consistent. All right, can you sense a theme here? <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure by now you're going, okay, the whole, the whole rule is consistency. You are correct. Okay, number four, focus on simplicity. I have heard a lot of people, <laughs> so I've been building websites, right, since I was like 16 and should probably not have been handed somebody's business foundation online presence. Um, but I have heard a lot of people over the years say that they felt like a website that I handed them needed to be, quote, more designed, or something just needed to, quote, pop more. Now, it didn't matter if I was working with a separate graphic designer on a project or whatever. That's a very common phrase that somebody who is paying you money to design a website will say. Listen, design is great, but if you want your customers to actually do something on your website, simplicity rules. When a website is simple, it's far easier to use. Simplicity in the design can keep the eye moving. It makes it easier for your user to understand what to do next. It's also more accessible because it's easier for somebody who maybe has a lower reading level. It helps your website load faster, which I'm a huge fan of, as you can probably imagine. And it makes it far easier to make the website work on multiple device sizes. But that doesn't mean that you can't inject personality and design into a website. If you go look at mine at cappedcoder.com, I mean, it's a designed website, but you also don't need all the bells and whistles. Frankly, if you're DIYing your website for the first time, I highly recommend sticking with simple. It's easier to make a clean design look nice and professional versus trying to make something complex work when you uh, don't have a graphic design degree or experience. (laughs) All designers are now going to message me and say, thank you. Now, number five, don't forget how it looks on mobile. 
Honestly, this goes with simplicity, but please don't forget to check and fine tune your mobile view. Many of these DIY website tools give you the ability to toggle between the mobile and desktop sizes and even the iPad size, just FYI, in case you didn't know that third option is there. Don't forget to do that. In fact, I'd recommend you start in the mobile view and then focus on the desktop. Now, why do I say all of this? Well, frankly, the majority of your website visits are probably going to be people on their cell phone, but it's more than that. Remember that on a mobile device, you have far less real estate to use. You're also dealing with slower load times because your prospects may be on lower data speeds. And when you start with mobile, it helps you strip out all the things you don't actually need and keep only the components you actually need in your website. But you can always add features as the website gets to larger sizes, but you don't want it to feel like a completely different website either. So just keep that in mind. Now listen, the experience really needs to be the same no matter what device someone is visiting your website on. So don't forget to look at it on a phone. Now, all of these tips, what do they really mean for you? Well, frankly, good design equals more money. You can use a template from someone and think you got a pretty great website, but unless you're following these web design secrets, you're going to find that you actually make less money with your website. True story. Your copy is what is going to convert someone and convince them to buy, yes, but your design is going to play a huge part in keeping them reading down the page. Sure, these may feel like super simple tips, but they're going to make a huge difference in your DIY website. And honestly, you're going to probably look at some of your competitors who paid a hefty price tag for theirs and think, well, mine is so much better. Simplicity and beauty are what so. If you loved our episode today, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share this with an entrepreneur or friend of yours who needs to hear it. Now, if you have questions about today's episode, reach out at cappedcoder.com. That's C-A-P-T coder.com or on Instagram at Captain Coder. Thanks so much for tuning in and talk to you next week.